So glad you made it to church today. I saw some pastor friends of mine online really pleading with people to be at church because it was cold in Florida. But guess what? New Hope shows out on cold days. Come on, church. So glad that you're here. I've got a friend with me today, Pastor George Hall. Can we make him welcome? Come on, church. He pastors Avon Park Lakes Baptist Church, and that's where my daughter goes to school. If you're looking for the best school uh, around, that's the school to go to. So go there. It's awesome. But so glad you're here today. Uh, Last week was our first Sunday of 2024, and our theme this year, it's so easy, right? More in 2024. Anybody else want more of Jesus this year? Less of you this year. That's what it's all about. And today we start a new series called More Than Enough. Yes, we are talking about money at church. We're talking about generosity at church. We are talking about giving. And I don't know about you, but do you remember uh, the scripture says it's more blessed to give than to receive? Who thinks you're blessed when you give? Man, it's a blessing. We just went through Christmas, and wasn't it a blessing to be able to give to people? Make something for someone, give a gift card. I don't know about you, but I love receiving gifts. Those are great. But, man, it's so much different when you give a gift. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Why is that so? Because, you know what, I believe that when we give, we are reflecting God's heart, who is the ultimate giver, isn't he? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he what? Man, you're going to go through the whole thing. He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The God we serve, the only God in the universe, his heart is all about giving. He gave you life. Today you are breathing. You are here today because your creator said so. Amen? Did he knit you together in your mother's womb and now you're here? He gave you life. So God is love. God gives. Therefore what? Love gives. Can everybody say that with me? Love gives. You know, there's, there's a few loves in my life. Obviously, my wife, Tara, my three little ones, the ch- this church, my family. But there's one down the line a little bit further, Coca-Cola. <sighs> and I'm trying to get rid of this love of my life, one of my loves. And you know what, though? When my wife comes along and wants one of those, guess what? She gets it. Because what? Love gives. Amen? You know, I like movies. I love movies with a point. Tara likes Hallmark movies. That only has one. They're all the same, right? But guess what? Once in a good while, at least once a year, 
I'll watch one because love gives. <laughs> but it's important to know this about the Lord that He is love. He's all about giving, and love gives. And I know that maybe today you're thinking, I like to, I like to give, but I typically don't have enough to give. Some of us are in that boat today, or we feel that way, don't we? Or a lot of times we're like, well, I wish I could give, but I've got all of these other things on the list first. Pastor, I, I, just, I just don't have enough. So what's the real goal? I have a goal for us today. Is that I want to challenge you to step out in faith and give. And to change our mindset. I want us to build our faith. That we would be generous givers. Listen, we have a very generous church. We're really today, I'm preaching to the choir, and then there's some people that maybe like, I, I really needed that push. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do today. Can we pray before we get started? Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that you're going to speak life to us. Lord, thank you that you are a generous God, that you are giving, you're loving that you gave us everything we need and more in Jesus' name. And everybody said, many of us don't have money problems. We have a mindset problem. We live in the richest country on the planet has ever seen. And I am one proud American. Amen. And I'm also a proud Canadian. We've got some Canadians on the front row. I get, to, I get the best of both worlds. But really, we are the richest. Talk about land of milk and honey. And now, even today, you're like, oh, the, but pastor land and the economy is this way. This is going on. We're still doing better than most But God calls us to give, and he's calling us to renew our minds today and to remember who is our provider. I'm not my own provider. God is my provider. And so today, maybe you don't have a money problem. You have a mindset problem. So what we're going to be walking through a little bit today is these two chapters in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And I'll give you a little bit of context. Uh, remember Paul? Paul wrote this book, um, and it was interesting that um, he was called to the Gentiles and these... Um, and really, there was some tension because the Jews were like, well, isn't the gospel for us? Like, it came out of uh, Judaism. Isn't, isn't the gospel for us? And so there was some tension there that Paul was going to the Gentiles um, because they thought, well, Christianity was born out of Jerusalem. It was for Jews. 
But Paul, obviously, through the scripture, through the gospel, is showing the world that the gospel's for everyone. Amen? Aren't you glad that the gospel is for you? And thankfully, these three, the three big guys, James, Peter, and John, said in Galatians 2, Paul, go to the Gentiles, but on one condition. Tell them always to be generous and don't forget to help the poor. And Paul's like, that's easy. That was my goal. That was my goal, to go to the Gentiles and to not forget about the poor. So Paul went to Mass. To the, to the Macedonian churches, and he was blown away by their generosity. Man, I've been at New Hope Church for almost eight years, and I have been blown away by your generosity. Just 14 short months ago, in like a day, you raised $60,000 to help put the down payment to purchase this building that you're sitting in right now. Come on. And then gave, like, well, we're not done yet. We gave another $30,000. It's amazing what God does when we're generous in what we give. But he was blown away, and he writes to the church at Corinth, and he says this to them. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 2, and he says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want to... We want you to know about the grace, everybody say the grace, that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very uh, severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. This is t the first of ten times Paul uses the word grace in these two chapters. Pretty special, isn't it? He's, he's kind of bragging on the Macedonian church. Hey, look at these people. They don't have a lot, but they give a lot. It makes me think of the woman who showed up and gave her little bit, and Jesus said she gave everything she had. So we, here's what we know about the, the Macedonian churches. Two things we know, and we're going to have them up here. The first one were, was they were very poor yet irrationally generous. Have you ever met someone like that? Like, how did they do that? How did they give like that? And in America, we think, well, I'm poor. I, I, I had to cancel my Hulu uh, membership. I can't get Netflix this week, this month. You're not poor. Well, I can't, I can't have Disney Plus anymore. I had to cancel it. No, no, they were in extreme poverty. The Greek translates it this way, deep as the bottom of the ocean. They were very poor, yet irrationally generous. And the second one that Paul kind of tells us about is this. They were enduring trials, yet overflowing with joy. When was the last time you went through a trial and you were overflowing with joy. Oh, me. What's the guy from Winnie the Pooh? Oh, no. There's a lot of Eeyores in our culture, isn't there? 
they were enduring trials, yet overflowing with joy. They were suffering, living in what we would call lack, but look at their response. They were overflowing with joy. If that were us, if we had a, a bad day or a bad month or something happened with our finances, we'd be anxious, we'd be depressed, we'd be calling everybody, we would set up one of those GoFundMe things. People do it for their birthdays now, no offense if that's you. That's just weird. Isn't that weird? Hey guys, it's my birthday, I'm going to do a GoFundMe. No. Nobody did that, did they? Okay, good. I'm just Even though life was hard, the church, the churches in Macedonia, they were generous and overflowed with joy. Praise the Lord. They were more blessed to give because what? Love gives. Why were they so generous when they were poor? How did they give so big with so little? Why? Not because they didn't or had money or didn't have money. They had a different mindset. They had a different heart. They didn't have a heart issue when it came to money. Many of us don't have a money problem. We have a mindset problem. And I'm going to give you two of these today. And I'm going to walk through them a little bit. The first one is the bag mindset. We don't have enough. I say bag weird because I'm Canadian partially. We don't, this is our situation. We have the bag mindset. We don't have enough. And really this relates to uh, Haggai 1.6. Look at this. It says, you have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in your purse or your bag with holes in it. Bring that back up, the bag mindset. We, what? Look at this. We don't have enough. Some of us sitting in the room have that mindset. Well, I don't have enough. I can never get ahead. And then the second one is this. The barn mindset. We have more than enough. The barn mindset. We have more than enough. Deuteronomy 28.8 promises this. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Amen. The Macedonian church, guess what? They had a barn mindset. Their mindset was like the barn. We don't have to wait. We have more than enough, and we can give this way. Many of us are the opposite. We have that bag mindset. We don't have enough. And look, I'll show you the cycle of, of the bag mindset for a moment. Look at this. Here's what it looks like. Let's stop. start at the top. We consume. 
we lack, we fear. And then that top left arrow is payday again, okay? And then we consume it all, we lack, and we fear. And then Friday comes around again, and it just keeps going and going and going. You're like, but Pastor Lane, I don't, I don't have enough. We, we get paid. We buy all of our Amazon stuff we don't need. We have a whole list of things that we think we need. We lack, and then we fear like, oh, no, how am I going to do this? Macedonians didn't have a bag mindset. They had a barn mindset. Instead of consuming first, guess what they did? They gave first. Instead of consuming first, they gave first. Look at this truth out of Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. It's amazing. Honor the Lord with your wealth. You're like, Pastor Landon, I'm not wealthy. You live in America. You are wealthy. With the first fruits of your crops. Imagine if you gave the moment you got paid. Can I let you in on a little secret? The day I get paid, it's set up online where I give to my church. 10% of everything that comes in that day. And then I don't have to worry about it. It's done. It's off the top. There's an important truth when it comes to this. Look what it says in verse 10. Then you're what? Verse 10, let's put verse 10 up there. And then you're uh, back a verse. There we go. Then your barns will be filled to what? And your vats will brim over with new wine. Amen. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And your barns will be overflowing. Giving first fruits is very similar to this idea of tithing. Like, oh no, Pastor Landon is telling us to tithe. Yeah, you should tithe. It's amazing. Your barns will overflow. You'll have more than enough. It'll be unbelievable what happens in your life. And some of you are like, well, Pastor Landon, I don't believe that tithing is a thing anymore. It's an Old Testament thing. Wrong. <laughs> it's a thing still. Returning to God the first 10% of what he trusts us with Wait, should I give in the middle of the week after, like, I've used up half my money? I'll, I'll give now. I should give at the end. No, he's asking us to give off of the top. Look what it says in Malachi 3.10. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room and enough to store it. You know, this is really the only time in Scripture that God says to test him. And as believers, we say, all right, I'll do it. It was pretty interesting recently. A couple gentlemen, probably three or four people at church said, I'm stepping out of faith. I want to start tithing. You know, they haven't called up and asked, Pastor Landing, can I have my tithe money back, please? Guess why? Because their barns are going to be overflowing. We give God our first and best, 
and trust him to bless the rest. We give God our first and our best, and we trust him to bless the rest. Maybe you think, man, this is, I don't know if I can do this. I've already have my budget set up. I've already, I already have X, Y, and Z I have to pay for. I don't have tithing in the budget. I don't have God in my budget. What if we designed our life around God instead of designing our life around us? You're like, Pastor Landon, I give. 10% is just the baseline. If you give 9%, are you tithing? No. If you give 9.9%, are you tithing? No, tithing is 10% of what God and what we receive, uh, and that's what we give. And so are we designing our life around God as Christians or are we designing our life around us? 90% with God's blessing goes further than 100% without. God's math is different. And I have seen this time after time after time after time. It's amazing. No, I'm not like the pastor on TV that says, if you give 100 God will give you a thousand. But it may happen. I remember one time, and I'm being very vulnerable. I'm not going to say this happens all the time, okay? But uh, about 10 years ago, when Tara and I were youth pastors, uh, my friend was planting a church in, Na- in uh, North Carolina, and they raised money to plant a church. They got to buy equipment. They got to rent spaces. They have to do all these things. And I said, well, let's pray and see what God would call us to give. And you know how money can become a sore subject, right, as a couple? So I said, well, let's pray, and then we'll come back together and see what God would call us to give. So we came back together a few days later. And I said, you go first. (laughs) Anyway, it came that we would both, we both said the same amount, $1,000. Now, as a youth pastor, that's a lot of money. Anybody, that's a lot of money, right? And you know what? We gave the $1,000. And we, I don't give to expect God to somehow give back. I just give because I want to be obedient to what God has called me to do. And at the same time, we're like, man, we really need another vehicle. We, we're really having a challenge with our vehicle. But you know what? We believe God's calling us to do this. Vehicle can wait. A few weeks later, I got a, I got a stack of cash about that thick from somebody. It was $10,000. We went and bought a vehicle. Like I said, it doesn't always happen that way, but it's happened that way to me a few times. But we're obedient to what God calls us to do, and he'll do the rest. Amen? 
some so some people don't some people don't believe in tithing and that's okay not everybody thinks correctly some people think it's just an old testament thing but can we can I read out of Matthew from Jesus himself and tell you what he says for you are careful to tithe he's talking to who who do you think he's talking to when he calls them hypocrites okay Hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes. Tithe, yes. But, not, but do not neglect the more important things. He's saying here, there's more important things than tithing, but tithing is a thing. Yes, you should do it. Baseline is 10%. Give God our first, our best. Trust him with the rest. I don't know who's coming up. But tithing can break a cycle in your life. Can I show you the next, the barn cycle real quick? God supplies. Look what happens. We give. God multiplies. Our faith builds. And then it keeps going. We give, God multiplies, faith builds. It's awfully quiet in here. But I wanted to come today because I believe in this truth, and this truth a lot of times isn't quite known to believers, especially to those who don't yet give. And I'm not here to bang you over the head if you don't give. My, my thought is this. Would you ask God if you should give or not? And I believe the New Testament version of this storehouse is the church. You're like, well, that's kind of selfish thinking, Pastor Landon. You like work there and stuff. I believe that God will always take care of our church, whether you give or not. He has, he will, and he will continue. Just seven short years ago, we were sitting, uh, if you've been downtown, in a little building. It's probably about the size of, probably like this section here, probably Pastor George and back and maybe over to here. That was our church. It was awesome. But guess what? God continued to multiply because as a church, we give. Our goal every year is to give 10% of what comes in. We give to missions. We bless people in our community. We do everything that God calls us to do. Yesterday, we opened the doors for people that we don't know to have a funeral here because it's the largest place to have a funeral in Frostproof. But guess what? Our goal as a church is to be generous with what God has given us. So we give, God multiplies, he builds our faith, and it keeps going in that cycle. That's the barn mindset. Barn mindset, this mindset matters so much. The bag, not enough. The barn, more than enough. You know what I've noticed? That more money won't make you more generous. Have you noticed this? 
It will make you more of what you already are. So if you are generous with little, when you have lots, you'll be generous with lots. If you weren't generous with little, when you have lots, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta raise at work. Who are you? I believe that today, God can speak to you and change your mindset. Generous now, more money, generous later. Selfish now, more money, more selfish later. And that's what Paul was talking about this church in Macedonia. Maybe they didn't have a lot, but they were generous with what they had. You know, in our culture, money has become a God, hasn't it? Like, well, if I have this, then I can do this and people will like me more. I can purchase more things. And really, money is a counterfeit God. Money promises what only God can provide. Money promises things like peace. Well, I'm going to have peace now because I have more money. I'm going to have security now. I'm going to have significance. But you know what? Only God can give you peace, security, and significance. Amen. You know, you think about these super rich people, right? You think of Steve Jobs. He had all the money in the world and couldn't save himself. Just like everyone, he lived and he died. He had all the money in the world but couldn't save himself. Only God can bring us peace, security, and significance. Paul bragged on these Macedonians for their uh, generosity. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 8, 3 to 5. It says, For I testify that they gave us much more than they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded what less for the privilege of sharing in this service of the Lord's people. Can we please be generous? Can we please serve? You know what's funny? At uh, Thrive 55, someone came up to me after, and you would know it, Davis, Pastor Landing, can we give next time we have Thrive? Praise the Lord. And I said, of course you can. You can give right now if you want. No. And verse 5 says, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord. And then by the will of God also to us. They urgently pleaded, can we give? They don't, you don't have to, they want to. Because they didn't have a bag mentality, they had a barn mindset. They understood the truth found in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need more than enough, you will abound in every good work. 
I want to be part of a church like that. You want to be part of a church like that? Come on. That you will have all you need. Some things on our needs list need to change over to the wants list. And the top thing on our needs list is I need to give. I need to tithe. And then everything else comes after that. And then over on the other column, here's some wants. Okay, we got a little extra money this week. We can get some of those wants. But Pastor Landon, I need that. You don't. Many of us don't have a money problem. We have that mindset problem. When I was 18 years old, I remember sitting kind of where David was on the front row, not here, but at another church, and my pastor taught on tithing. I just got my first, like, big boy job in my car that was $965 was about to be destroyed, like, the toast. There was every day I was literally uh, putting transmission fluid in. Twice, like, I'd be on a trip for two hours, and I would stop an hour in and put transmission fluid uh, in my car, my Ford. But it, it did have 350,000 kilometers on it. And I remember sitting on the front row and saying, I want to start doing what he's calling people to do. And you know what? I started tithing that day. And I started putting it at the top of my budget when I was 18 years old. I'm 39. And guess where it still is? At the top of the budget. And you know what? God has taken us places, Tara and I, that we never thought we would go. We've had things we never thought we would have. We've got to bless people. We've got to bless people we never thought we were able to bless because we put God at the top, that he's the priority. We arrange our life around him. He doesn't arrange his life around us. And we put him first in everything. So 18 years old, I got this junky car. Couple days later, I got to upgrade. Yeah, I had a 95 Ford Escort wagon. I went up to the 97 Ford Escort Coupe. Come on, church. Yeah. But you know what? The car has never been the top of the priority. God's been the top of the priority. So when, you, when, when God's the top of the priority, you have so much more room in the budget for other things because you're driving a 97 Ford Escort. And when you get to upgrade, hey, that's a blessing too because God will bless you and give you more than enough. Amen? Can we stand today before we go? I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you just like my pastor challenged me so many years ago. Twenty-one years ago, I started tithing. I've never needed any of that money back. Today, was it January fourteenth, twenty twenty-four? Would you start giving? Would you say, God, I'm putting you at the top of the list, not the bottom? And really, church, it's not that the church needs your money. 
is that we need to be obedient believers doing what God has called us to do and your barns will be overflowing God will take care of all of your needs and some of your wants too I've noticed so can you bow your heads for a moment and we just pray to God and say Lord what would you have me do would you like me to tithe give 10% would you like me to put you at the top and arrange my life around you would you pray that prayer today and I believe that God will speak directly to you and he'll probably most likely say you need to have the barn mindset because he will give and he'll take care of and he'll you'll have more than enough. Lord, I thank you for each person today. I thank you for each family today. Lord, I know that there's people in here struggling financially. And Lord, I pray for a breakthrough for them in 2024. Lord, that the bag mindset, the holes in it, Lord, would end. And Lord, that you would give them more than enough to take care of their family, to take care of their church, to take care of their neighbors and family and friends. Lord, that you would bless them today. Lord, that their priorities would line up with you. Lord, I pray for those who are those people who just every week, every month, every year have been doing what you've called them to do. Lord, do you take them up another level this year? You'd bless what they're doing. Lord, we thank you for Avon Park Lakes Baptist Church. We thank you for Pastor George and the growth in their church. Lord, I pray that it would grow abundantly this year with more people, with more funds to do the mission that you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.